Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Traps, 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 What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's great. It's the, the crew is back. I got Greg Romero Wilson. That's right. I got Ween Dog. What's up, dude? Uh, it's going to be a great, great show. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. Okay, so don't... Leave your house to get it. They are traps. These dispensaries take forever to go there. And they, then they smoke you out when you're there. Yep. You leave, and then you get a DUI. Cops are waiting down the block to pull you over. Yep. Okay, and then it's $25,000 later. Your insurance went up. Your whole life is ruined. Your girlfriend leaves you. Okay, yep. not good. All right? Go to Speedweed. They got the best THC sex lube, the best marijuana, best edibles, best CBD. Check them out. Go to Speedweed.com. Go to at Speedweed, okay, speedweed.com. And I'll tell you about Sparks Cannabis. It's a vertically integrated, family-owned and operated cannabis company out of California's Central Valley. And they're gonna remove the stigma and stereotypes that are associated with cannabis by showing how cannabis fits into the motto, everyone, every day. They got higher quality products and they strive to provide curated experiences rather than a couch-locked hire where you're just like sitting there like, oh, I can't move, I can't move, no. Their Excite and Exhale product lines do this by focusing on the strains, terpenes, and how they interact to give you that curated experience. They're launching their flower line of premium pre-rolls and flower with pens and cartridges to follow by the end of the year. And you got to try their Sparks pre-rolls with premium 2 to 1 CBD THC flower. Same premium flower with less kick. I've been smoking the Sparks cannabis and trust me people, this is the best stuff out there. By far the best stuff out there. And they love the planet which is why they strive to be as eco-friendly as possible. And they're proud to be one of the first farms to have technologically advanced greenhouses that are completely solar powered, which helps them reduce their carbon footprint, okay? You gotta check it out, Sparks Cannabis. You gotta go S-P-A-R-X-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S.com on Instagram, they're Sparks Cannabis, and they're great people. They're great marijuana, and you gotta check them out. Sparks Cannabis, highly recommend. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Sparks Cannabis, as well as Bet Online. What's up, people? While baseball season is in full swing, placing a wager on baseball has never been easier with all the best odds at betonline.ag. This week, I am watching the Braves take on the Miami Marlins. But wait, can you believe the NFL preseason's underway too? Huh? Huh? How cool. Well, to celebrate another season kickoff, betonline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join it today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season. No, get into the action with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions. Okay, a minimum of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus, and check it out. Thank you, BetOnline. And my man, I, I, I got to tell you about uh, something else, Froggy MMA. Yes, Froggy MMA. It's time to forget everything you believe you know about frogs, because this particular one will literally knock your shirts off. Okay, Froggy MMA. Yes, people, I'm talking about Froggy MMA. It is the new challenger in the ring, ready to take on the big guys with their new kick-ass collection of MMA gear. And listen, I don't care how tough you think you are. Some of you guys think you're so fucking tough. You're not that tough, okay? You can bet your bottom dollar that if you let these guys hit you with their gear, it will be an instant knockout. Boom. Faster than Ben Naskrin get knocked out. Five seconds. <laughs> but you're out. You're out cold. Because their shirts and hoodies are so damn fluffy and comfortable, it will make grown-up men curl in a fetal position with a huge grin on their face. I love doing that, uh, especially after sex. Every time I sleep, I, I end up waking up in a complete fetal position. Really? Like, it's comfortable. It is yeah. comfortable. I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. And they're even softer than Bisbing after round two against Henderson, okay? <laughs> These shirts feel so good on your skin, you'll never want to take them off again, unless it's to change into another one, all right? They even got one for my little baby. They gave her a little baby onesie. She's, nice. It's her favorite thing to wear. Okay, you better get one each day of the week. Otherwise, I can guarantee you it'll become part of your body. You won't be able to take the thing off, okay? And don't forget your, your kids or the other half. My wife has a froggy MMA thing. I have a froggy MMA. Honestly, she never wears my shirts. She, she, she wears a froggy MMA. Uh, really? Yeah. All right. And I'm telling you, and more than they will love you forever being so considerate. You'll never have to fork out money for marriage or canceling, nothing, okay? There's more because this frog isn't in it for the money. They're not. It's for Chris and Joe, the founders of Froggy MMA. They're actually amazing people. They came to go see my show in Atlanta like three different times. Uh, I think it was in Tennessee. They came from Atlanta. Whoa. Uh, and they train with uh, 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 Lima, the, the Lima brothers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really good people, okay? And uh, they've taken themselves into the support the sport, and they know how frustrating it is to obtain sponsorships, to deal with promotional demands, and they're like, screw that. We're going to do it because of their love of the game. So, so support them, okay? They're sponsoring Josh Danger Marrer, Chelsea Bandita Brooks, and Hurricane Heather Joe Clark. Yes, Heather. We love Heather, okay? With yep. your help, they'll be able to uh, soon add more people to fighters to their families. So check them out. Froggy MMA. Froggy MMA. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter. Check them out, Froggy MMA. All right, we're going to have a great show today. Uh, we're going to have a great show. Um, what's going on? I, I did a cruise ship last week. And yeah, how was that? Those are, I have such a love-hate relationship with those. You know, it's like, cruise ships would be <laughs> First great. First of all, where was it from and to? It was just, I was just leaving Friday out of Long Beach. Okay, so you didn't have to go to Florida to go to this one. No. It's right out of Long Beach. Yeah, go to uh, Mexico, Ensenadas. Okay, this is an easy cruise. Except, so except that, here's the thing. Like, So it's supposed to be... Uh, Leave Friday, Saturday's a day at sea, and then Sunday we go to Ensenada. Well, all of a sudden, Friday night, they make an announcement, which is like, oh no, Saturday night, guys, listen, uh, we have to make an emergency stop in Ensenada because someone needs medical emergency, uh, which basically means like someone you know, might die. Yeah, someone's you know? having a heart attack probably. But, uh, but good news, we get to spend the whole night in Ensenada. I'm like, well, what kind of uneven fucking announcement is that? Like, get, you know, someone might, <laughs> someone might die, but party Listen, tonight. But hey, guys, for the rest of us, the yeah. good times keep on rolling. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah. I even said that from the stage, right? So think about cruises. You have to have, you know, you have to have at least three different shows. One 30-minute PG show right. and two 30-minute Dirty shows, right? But then you got to do five shows total, and you can repeat. But the same people come back. They come back and see you over and over. And they're like, yeah. "We heard these jokes yesterday." Right. Blah blah. blah. Oh. So, 
and I, I tell really short jokes, you know? So it's not like, some people tell like these long elaborate stories and it's like two stories to get 30 minutes. Yeah. Whereas like I tell joke, 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 joke. So fine, so I'm like, all right. So I have like two and a half, basically three. I, I basically have a third show, but it's not as good and as strong if I repeat. So like I'm kind of in that phase where I have, you know, it's an hour and a half. I have an hour and 45 minutes of material, you know? So I'm on stage and this guy, you know, like you get some heckles you don't mind. People are like, oh, Jesus, yeah, or, yeah. or woo, or whoa, or, you know, this guy was just being a dick. Well, like, that, those aren't really heckles, you know, those yeah. are, but now you're getting into what is a heck. Yeah. So this guy, I'm in the back and I, I do a joke like, you know, I'm all for affirmative action, but I think it should be fair. Like a team with the most white players should win. Right. And then someone's like, no, they shouldn't. You know, like he was answering, Ugh, yeah. and then I was like, uh, the guy was just being a dick, and I couldn't see him. It was a black guy in the back, and the way that the, the crowd was, you really couldn't see the crowd past right, the first right, two right. rows. But I'm like, I can't, I couldn't see you, which sounds racist, you know, but like I really couldn't see the guy. Yeah. So I was like, listen, uh, he heckled me again, and then again. And I was like, you know what, if you, you want to keep going, just, just leave. It's, it's okay, I get paid either way. You know, mm -hmm. and then he just like, whatever, though. So then finally, I was like, you know what? Why don't you come down? You're such a tough guy. Let's have you in the front seat. And, we'll, we'll, and we'll, you know, you, you want to heckle? Heckle me where I can see you. And then he silenced. So someone in the crowd's like, come on, you pussy. And then I was <laughs> nice. like, and it was a girl that said it, right? Of course. I go, wow. The Time to stir the pot. So I, I go, wow, the crowd's calling you a pussy. The whole crowd starts yelling, pussy, pussy, yeah. pussy. Yeah, this nice. is America. This is who we are now. Yeah. Just mobs. And as fast as we can. Mob man, get him. Yeah, like, I like a nice mob, oh dude. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> now, luckily, and then there were these three guys that I was calling versions, you know, like right, the whole right, time. Right, so right. I was like, wow, this is the most pussy you guys have ever gotten. So it, <laughs> it led to that, and the crowd erupted. And then afterwards, the guy leaves, and he's like, yo, that was me talking shit. It was like a short, fat black guy, older, like in his 40s, 50s maybe. Yeah. And, he's like, and he had a whole, like, eight, there was like seven or eight black, older black guys in the back. And the guy, I was like, hey, man, he's like, I'll see you tomorrow night. And I was like, please don't come back if you're going to talk. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm coming back, and I'm, I'm going to talk. And I'm like, they're going to kick you out. And then they tried to kick him out this time, but he was like, oh, you're going to kick me out because I'm black? They, right, they, they right. made it... Uh, Made a, it a race thing. A race thing. And then, of course, people, uh, they didn't want to mess with that. They didn't even want to cover no, that. you don't want to touch it, yeah. So then I go to the nightclub for like three seconds because I was like, I was up. This is like a 12 o'clock show. Right. And then the guy's friend came up to me and he's like, hey, man, uh, you wouldn't have given him the mic, would have you? I go, no. If he, came, he goes, well, that's not fair. You had a mic. You don't. I go, yeah, it's a comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the one being paid to tell jokes. He's not. But I, but I couldn't see him. He's like, oh, all right, then. Like, it just kept going, and I was like, man, Jeez. sometimes I just hate people. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just... And that's the other thing about a cruise ship. It's this captive environment oh. where you're definitely going to see these people again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And listen, you're describing... You could have stopped it short and fat, and I could tell you right now, this guy's the guy that never was. He's the funny one to his friends. They're like, dude, you should have been a comedian kind of guy. And then you're up there being funny, and those guys get so filled with jealousy, you know, that they just act out, you yeah. know? And I, I see it over and over and over again. It's usually guys that are built like me, kind of look like me, mm -hmm. you know, short, fat. And you're like, they're the funniest guy at the sales force. Yeah. You know? But now <laughs> they're sitting there and, and someone's really, and they could just get jealous. And, this get was really the, jealous. and this was like their half repeat show. So yeah. I already was like in my head trying to do like. Right, right. You're already worried of, about people going over there. So I'm already working on like new, like a new set. And I haven't done that set in a while. Yeah. So I'm already, I'm like, this is exactly, this is what I need. Yeah. And then he was just, then he was just yelling out things like Donald Trump or R. Kelly. 
taking out like punchlines from the night before. Like he was yelling or like bits he wanted. The guy was just a complete ass. So, so that was that. But it was still like actually like it was actually I had fun and I'm getting better at these cruises. I don't think I'm going to do much more because yeah. like the way they do it is you get rated by the, the guy who's in charge. Of the, and then if you like they average your rankings and the first week back went really bad. So like my rating screwed because of that. Like even if I get all perfect scores because of the and it's some guy. That, <laughs> what, what, what am I doing this for? You know, it's well, you're like, doing it for money. Yeah, of course. But you it's know, not, but it's the also, only reason to do it. But you're also like I'm away from the baby. Yeah, I'm away from the wife and things in town are going well. Right. So there's really no reason for me to be out on the middle of a, the ocean. Listen, I have said for years that you say yes to so many things that I can't believe you say well, yes this is, to. This you. is like you know. I'm always, now granted this is a job and this is money, but I mean you just you 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 know I understand all comedians develop this thing of say yes to everything. But I, I stopped though. And that and, well, but and it's hard to turn that switch off. No, I but stopped. at a certain point you do have to turn that well, off. When I have and the start baby, saying no to some stuff. When I have, when you have a baby and the yes. wife, it's just now exactly it's now you gotta say no to certain stuff. You not you can't say yes to everything. And then uh, then uh, me and my wife went to go see Bush live. Bush and Live. Oh my God, I was there. You went to the show? Totally. It was great. Yes. At the at the Greek. Yes. Last night or the night before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night. Yeah, I didn't know you were there. No, the night before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I was there. You know what it was? Here's the thing. I went to see Live. Yeah. Okay. Now Live, I that to me that is '90s rock. These guys, I love. It's so it's so dis, disgustingly '90s. Mm -hmm. The dolphins cry. I can't help it. I love it. So. Uh, but okay, Our Lady Peace was the opening band. I didn't see them. I didn't either because who gives a fuck about them? And that's the only thing is I don't give a fuck about Bush either. They put on a good show though. I didn't care. I was like, we really don't have to watch one song by Bush. She's like, okay, let's go. You so left for Bush? Totally didn't watch a single one, and I was totally fine with that. My wife got up. We got into an argument there because. I could tell she didn't really want to go, but she doesn't want me going with someone else. <laughs> That's what it was with Summer, too. Summer didn't want to go, but, it, but I don't know why, she, but she said she was going to go. And I'm like, should I give this ticket to somebody else? Like, we should have gone together. I wish I'd known. And I'm noticing that, like, my kid is my little one-year-old is uh -huh. already developing this habit with, like, I play Miss Little, you know, uh, Miss Little Piggy on her toes. Mm -hmm. And she kind of doesn't like it. I can tell she's like, eh. And then I go, you know, this little pig in the market, the end, this little pig roast beef. And then, but then she lifts up her foot like do it again so she likes the attention mm -hmm. but not necessarily <laughs> the, the activity right right like, so it's kind of like my wife doesn't like the activity but likes the attention I'm giving her right 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 so like we're out as long as we're out and it's a date fine so yeah so we did that but Bush was really good but the, the guy is a great front man I think he gets uh, not a bad rap but I think him cheating on Gwen Stefani with the nanny and like all that shit, people like hate him because of that. And yeah, they love Gwen Stefani. But well, the yeah. actual, the band's good, really good. But then, like, I, w I really wanted to hear, I don't want to come back down from this cloud. Yeah. Like that. And that's that. And then uh, the other one were Machine like, Head. Machine Head. Yeah. The last two songs, my wife's like, I want to go. Like, like there were four songs left. See, oh, I, see, that's why I, I was not staying through all that to hear those two songs. There were a Fuck couple other that. good songs, no, but those were ones. They yes. were terrible. No, they were good. Bush sucks. No, they don't. And listen, let me tell you something. You, the thing that made me the happiest, the thing that really was the best thing about the whole concert to me, was that it was considered a co-headlining tour. And sometimes when bands do a co-headlining tour, they switch yeah, different nights. Which one goes first? Which one goes second? Bush is bigger than and we were though. like, we were like, please let live go first. Please. Well, Bush had, Bush had a bigger following than Live, though. Maybe, but Live has a lot more hits. 
They I don't like, know. Yes, they have no. seven hits. What are some hits from live? Because I don't know. I am not familiar lightning with like crashes. That's yeah, lightning crashes. Like, but they had like three or four number ones and a number. I don't that, think so. You got like quick. seven that got into the charts. Glycerine. And I can tell you why I know this I like is that. true because we looked it up online. Because Summer didn't think they had that many hits either. But I think they Bush had seven more hits. top ten hits. I don't think so. Bush had two hits. No, they had yes. glycerine. Machine Head, yes. come back down from this cloud, and there was a couple other ones. They I think one five. of those is still with the same. No, I think no, you no. named one of them no, twice. No, no, I did not. But I'll tell you what happened. So, <laughs> so like I'm up there rocking to come back, and we're on the top rafter, yeah. like, and she's like, I'm leaving, I'm getting an Uber. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't want to come back down, from, like. From the <laughs> so we we like laughed. I mean, we I heard the one song and we laughed. And yeah. she, was, she was like annoyed at that, but she was tired. But we had to, then we went to Disneyland the next day for the right the kids for the baby's birthday, birthday, yeah, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but it was exhausting. I mean, because we, sure. we got free tickets, but we had to get there about eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> But hey, it's worth it for free tickets. Those oh, things are fucking expensive sure. as fuck. Yeah, like five free. The whole the whole thing was. Free. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, it's, it's so expensive, and everything in there is. The problem with me is like I have really bad OCD. Yeah. Like and it, like and one of the triggers of it is if I don't get enough sleep. So. <laughs> so yeah. So. I just want you all to know that you guys will never hear the best part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, don't. Why would in you fact, say the it? best podcast in the history of podcasts. Oh, whatever. I'm so, kidding. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, so then we went to go see Bush and we hung out with the baby and uh, it was great. Tonight we're gonna go see Lil Wayne and Blink One Eighty Two. Oh okay. Yeah. Mm. I actually like Bush live better than those two bands. I mean yeah, I, I've seen Blink One Eighty Two. How are they? I'm yeah, sure. All right, great. they're pretty good. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. They still have Tom Del Delrangi, whatever his name is, as the front man, or is it somebody else? I no, no, I think idea. it's. Yeah, is, I that think, a different, yeah. is that a different band? No, that's Blink One Eighty Two. Travis Barker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Tom DeLonge, who's like is the alien dude. Yeah. He's like the alien dude. Conspiracy yeah, yeah. guys on Rogan's Something podcast. Like that. Did you watch the fights? Uh, Hell yeah, I watched the fights. You watched the fights? Which fights? Colby Covington. Oh, yes. Yes. So let's talk about that. Okay, first of all, the UFC, I think Colby is great for the sport because he's, he's a personality. Love yeah. him or hate him, most people do, do not like him. You know, the whole Trump thing and this and that. You, you want to watch him and you want to see him. I personally know the guy. Happens to be a sweet guy. Mm -hmm. When it comes to me and him, is uh, actually like a good person. Okay, but I, I think it's a lot of it is a shtick where he wants. You know, he he figured out when he did the TNA wrestling how important cutting a promo is. This and that. He looked great against Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler also looked like the worst version of Robbie Lawler I've ever I, seen. What was his strategy? He was like, okay, I'm gonna walk into as many punches as I can. And then throw nothing in return. It was so strange. Yeah. He just kept walking forward and just ta just taking him on the face, and then wouldn't throw his hands. It was crazy. I was like, "Where are you going? Where are you going? Throw your fucking hands!" I was losing my mind. People thought he was like it was a setup. Like Trump got to him. Uh, he was like a zombie, was... just a zombie. And I mean, eating him, and then his hands would do nothing. Mm -hmm. I, was I the only one that? No, saw a that? part of me thought that there was a reason that. Colby took this fight on short notice and because they used to train together and according to Colby he always got the best of Robbie in training and I don't think Colby's a, he's a smart guy he wouldn't have taken that fight if he thought there was a shot he was going to lose that fight uh, he looked great um, now afterwards the whole Matt Hughes getting hit by a truck comment you know you know the whole I mean, a train yeah. you, know, you know the whole thing right yeah well, Matt Hughes got hit by a train uh, about a, two years ago um, <laughs> people don't know necessarily why he was in the train with his, his girlfriend but since then he, he had like he, it's he, kind of hard 
Some people get hit by a train. Some people think that there was maybe a suicide this or something. Like I don't know exactly <laughs> what happened. Okay, but all I do know is that he's it's, he, he seems kind of slow now. He might have CTE. I mean, that may have been part of it. No you one knows. Know. It, it hasn't really come out what had happened, but he didn't get arrested or anything for attempted murder. So I like I but Matt Hughes also uh, according to his book, used to torture animals, and you know you see him with these huge, he kind of a Trump guy, where he's a, 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 a trophy hunter, right, right. And there's all kinds of allegations about him, you know, beating up, you know, exes or his wife or this or cheating on, like not the greatest, not, not the cleanest track record. At the same time, Matt Hughes is a legend when it comes to fighting, and people seem to love him. And, uh, my experience with Matt Hughes was he's, he's a he's a cool, nice guy, mm -hmm. but. According to so Matt, legends can be bad people too. Of course. So Colby Covington, after he wins, is like, "Hey, Robbie, you got to get off. The, you know, you should have learned from your friend Matt Hughes when the trains come and get off the track. Like that's that was where that came from. Right. And that's where everyone was like, Ugh. I know there was audible. The crowd was like, Oh. Um. How do what people like ask me my thoughts about this? Look, it was a joke. Matt Hughes didn't seem to get upset about it. He put on Instagram, like, I don't know why he used me for that promo, but he fought a great fight, and congrats to American Top Team, and yada, yada. And before the fight, he posted a picture. I guess he met Donald Trump with Colby Covington and Dana White. Like, he was there, so like, he said that they, were, they, were, they were, were, were buddies. But I guess Colby afterwards said, hey, look, Matt Hughes' own brother is suing him, and there's all kinds of, you know, the guy's not a great guy. So he kind of doubled down. I thought he was going to go the other way. Look, me and Matt Hughes are friends. I, I bust his balls, and that was a joke. If he would have went that way, I would have been like, look, sometimes people that get into accidents want to be made fun of. Mm. You know, maybe, you know, if, if this guy's not offended, why are we offended on behalf of him? Other people are saying, well, the guy's a vegetable, so why are we even, you know, not a, a vegetable, but, you know, he's not yeah. exactly in the right state of mind. As a comic, I can't get upset at another guy for trying a joke because... You can look through 90% of my jokes and they're offensive to somebody. Uh, would I have done that if I was Colby Covington? No. You don't need to do that. You just whooped Robbie Lawler's ass. You know, a, a legend in the sport. Why did you need to shit on Matt Hughes for? A guy that got hit by a train. Uh, and like, what's the he point He thought of it was funny. The guy was making a joke. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, I mean, okay, you don't like the joke. Okay, you know, he had, his cho he had a choice whether or not to apologize for the joke. He chose not to yeah. apologize for the joke. Which, to be honest, I mean, I wish more comedians would not apologize I hate for that. their jokes. I hate, I hate when comics you know, apologize for jokes. Difference here, obviously, the fact that he's not a comedian. Yeah. You know, he's a fighter. I think the so, day Colby apologizes to the media is the day he lost against the media, right? Because he's right, like this unstoppable that's not, force. Exactly, that's like, not who he is. That's like, not, yeah. yeah, exactly. He can't be that guy that, that likes a, a He can't be an apologist. No. You know? So it's not on brand for him. It's yeah. not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not surprised. But at the end of the day, I mean, he was making a joke. Yeah, he it was, was a very dark it, joke. It, it, was, it was a very mean joke. So if you don't like him because of that, well, then there you go. If that, that's the thing. If that was the reason you needed to not like Colby Covington. I mean, I look back know? at like when like Don Imus made that joke about, uh, um, you know, not beheaded hoes. Remember he got in that? Yeah. And then everyone, he got kicked, you know, all kinds of trouble. And Patrice O'Neill stuck up for him. And he's like, look, that was a joke. He made a joke. Yeah. And it, he was trying to, it was, it was, a, it was a attempt at a joke. And I don't, and I don't want, you guys to get mad at me for and he, Patrice was way ahead of his time when it came to this shit because he was always defending comics for people for getting in trouble I'm just not a comic but for making jokes and then having it go south and that's the thing when you make a joke 
See, but Imus was a shock jock. Yeah. It was also his brand. Right. You know, I don't know. It just, when it comes to jokes, you either like it or you don't. What are we going to do? What, what, what? Right. You know? No, is the whole world going to come crashing down? No, no, like but what, what I have made a joke about a guy, the only way that I would have made that joke about Matt Hughes is if Matt Hughes asked me to make that joke. Hey, But you know, that's you know. the difference. You're not trying to be the bad guy. Yeah. You know? Again, that wrestling thing. You know, like he's he's defining himself as an antagonist, mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad guy, but maybe an anti-hero. Oh, you totally. know what I mean? And so, you know. But how is it that like Donald so Trump him, Jr., his two sons oh, are yeah, there. They're both there. Yeah. And they get booed out of the stadium <laughs> and Trump still might win. Like, like what the Well, f- because they've gerrymandered the fuck out of it. He already lost. He lost the last time by three million votes and yeah. still won. No, they should have the uh, so, popular vote, but still. That's the thing. It should just be but a it popular vote. It should have been that close, though. You're right. It shouldn't have been that close. But also Hillary, uh, and this is all we're going to talk about this, was lazy when it came to campaigning. Totally. Donald, Donald Trump. I think she thought she was such a slam dunk. Trump went to every town. And, pa- and to and be clear, I wasn't, I'm one of those people that wasn't thrilled to vote for Hillary. I didn't want Hillary. Me neither. You know? But, you know, my better judgment said we will still be better over the next four years, mm-hmm. you know, and that's my choice, you know, and I stand by that. I still believe we would have been better, but I understand what people are thinking because, yes, she was, she was, you know, the system. She was establishment, but she was also incredibly she was also incredibly lazy. But, what, yes. but, also, but I'm just saying, if you want something what I'm different, saying is that, that but, but also in those swing states, he went from town to town right. and rallies every night. She skipped a bunch of, yeah. So... That being said, maybe he would have campaigned differently if it was a popular vote because he knew that it was, a, an, a, it was by electoral college and he went to those sure, states. absolutely. So you can't even, maybe you can make the argument that Trump would have won the popular vote too had nah, it gone by a popular vote. that doesn't translate because the popular vote's a popular vote. And but, he lost by, th- by, what was it, three million? Uh, anyway, so uh, Trump looked great. Uh, Jim Miller beat Clay Guida. Um, oh my God. That was just like, I'm like, what are we watching here? <laughs> and Clay had the hair back, too. He had the hair back, like, I'm back, guys. Uh, yeah, and he said this is only the beginning. And like, But the thing, I was happy, though, because Jim Miller, I remember watching Jim Miller lose to Nate Diaz. And Nate Diaz came out to uh, some Tupac song that was like, Still Ballin' by Tupac, mm-hmm. which is like one of my favorite. And he just, and he just fucked up Jim Miller. In New Jersey, yeah, and I was like, I kind of felt bad for Jim Miller because he's like a good dude. So it was nice to him to see him like five years later beat Clay Guida, you know, in a similar fashion. In, in what a consolation match! It was so, <laughs> so fucking weird, man. I was like, what? Are, although Miller, here's the thing: Miller back when he was fighting, he looked like scar tissue, you know, like he looked easy to cut. He looked like he, you know, like he did that in a million fights. Mm-hmm. And then he actually looked refreshed and uh, he looked pretty good. Like, I was surprised. I mean, they both looked bad, but he definitely looked better than at the end of his, you uh, know, yeah. at the end of his career there, uh, you know. The at first, least none uh, of them took like previously. massive damage also. They're both old dudes. Yeah. It sucks seeing someone take massive damage at that age. But it well, was he also weird. went out, though. I mean, you got to figure, like, every time you go out. Was right? that it was like a late stoppage by Herb Dean? I don't know if it was, was a late stoppage, but he was out. Clay Guido was out. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that, like, I think people are really underestimating the how bad for you getting choked out is. I was going to say, wasn't that the one where, like, he was out and underneath for a while? That wasn't the one, but it was another one. But, like, Bubba Jenkins, I remember when he got choked out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just, I just took a nap. I'm like, no, man, your body isn't supposed to just go fucking unconscious. Yeah. Like that because of your. It's not supposed to lose all of, blood to the brain. That's called brain death. I, I, right. 
I, don't, I think people are, I don't know. I, I get worried about people that just think it's, oh, he just got choked out. It's okay. He didn't take that much. He took yeah, no damage. He got yeah. choked out. It's fucking damaging. Have you ever been choked out? Um, I've been to, like, on the brink of passing out. You like... Uh, earlier in my jujitsu days when I was in the gi, there's like so many weird chokes they can get you with. I was rolling with this purple belt, I think, and he had me in some gi choke. And all of a sudden, I don't know, I, I didn't feel tight or anything. All of, I don't know, I just see all these stars like flickering in front oh, of my eyes. Boy. I was like, oh shit, is this what it feels like to get choked out? And then I tapped out. Yeah. But that was the closest I've ever I used been. To, I hate seeing those little squiggly stars. Yeah. I, I see those all the time. And then when he lets go, it's like you're sort of like, it's like you just woke up. Like, do you still see him like, or just then? The uh, I would, sometimes, like, if I just get up too fast, I'll see them. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I used to see them all the time in wrestling. I would hit my head on the mat and fucking just like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, you're seeing stars. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, just, dude. Um, I remember Chael Sonnen one time at the MMA awards. He goes, "Somebody punch me so I can see some stars." That was his. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see that? You, you know, I mean, this thing. I mean, all jokes are so you don't know if they're gonna hit or miss till you let it go. Yep. Yeah, I know. So it makes it such a dangerous art form. Such a dangerous yeah. art form. It really is. People don't give us credit. I mean, we're the decision is in instantaneously. Yeah. You know, and you don't know until you let it fly. And sometimes, and like, thing, a guy like that, he doesn't have like you know warm up shows where he can go. Okay, let me just try this one line on you guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I remember like I was I did like a VFW hall in Arizona, and I asked a lady, I'm like, uh, oh, are you married? She said, I have a late husband. And I said, well, I hope he comes back. And like nobody laughed. Oh. Like, but like I do that joke now, it kills. But because right. it oh, happened, she was in the room. Yeah, yeah it was it's fucking death. It was death. Literally. It was yeah. It was rough. That's awful. It was. It we, was we, we, sometimes we step in it. I mean, that was the thing as a comic, you got to take chances. You got to take shots. Yeah. If you judge it too much, you lose the timing. The moment's gone, and you don't. It doesn't work the same. You have to take the shot. Of course. You know, and sometimes that means, you know, I've had some shows that were going great. I mean, like, I'm just uh, playing a concerto that I'll just hit three sour notes in a row. And it's like, that's the worst. The best, like, as a comic, obviously, you want to be at like one to 10, level 10 the whole time, right? But then there's times where you start off at 10 and end up at zero. Like, like, at, like, you know, let's say a 10 minute set at six minutes in, you lose them and the last yeah. four minutes are death. Yes. I'd much rather have you don't have them the first four minutes and you get them the last six minutes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone would rather that. It's always yeah. about how you finish. Always how you finish. You know? Yeah. Oh, they forget. Oh, listen, you, uh, the worst is when the closer dies. Oh yeah. And oh, you're like, that works every time. How that die. And it's like, they forget, like something just goes wrong and they forget. Oh, that other, the other <laughs> 44 minutes of greatness. Yeah. Well, the worst one you're running. Just sh- disappears and they just walk out like, like not looking at you. It's yeah. just like, that joke normally works. <laughs> or there are so many times like, I, like when, you're, when you're running a show and you're, you're late on time mm-hmm. and the comic is like, oh, uh, I'm going to get you with this one. I'm gonna, they keep trying to get him with oh, a laugh. Oh, yeah, that's when you're just, yeah, they're and trying it's like to find it. Eight minutes they just want to find one to get off on. It's like, just get off. You're done. You're singing like a stone. It's over. It's over. And actually, usually, if a closer bombs, I've got many closers. I'll just do a different one until something works. <laughs> yeah, but, man. Uh, so, I was happy for Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall! Mickey Gall got oh, the win. Uh, yeah. And now Mike Perry called him out. That'd be a good fight, actually. That actually Mike would be Perry a good fight. Mickey out? Yeah. I that would mean, be a good fight. I mean, I think Mickey would probably win via submission just because he's that far, much far, further ahead on the ground than uh, Mike Perry. So I don't I know. I can see Perry knocking fight. him out. I can see that, but too. Perry, to be but, I, but Mickey not Gall. That, not that Gall's not a tough guy, but, you know, Perry's got that thick. If Perry could keep it on his feet, mm-hmm. I think Perry wins that fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but the thing about Gall is that 
the, the times he's lost, he's just been like he either, he either gassed out against Diego Sanchez or he kind of got dominated by Damian Brown or by by Randy guy, Brown. By Randy Brown. Yeah. But he didn't, didn't really get hurt in both those fights. It wasn't like he was like getting rocked, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, if Perry connects, he's he's gonna hurt you. But um, I don't know. I I, I kind of like Mickey that because I think Mickey knows that. Mickey knows that this guy's only shot us to really. The thing about Perry is no one's no one's gonna be surprised by his power. Like you, no, but, you know his but, game plan. But he's he's so strong. Don't you think? Like even if Mickey, uh, granted, Mickey's got the length to wrap him up. But don't you think he's strong enough to like shrug him off to like to manage to get just get back up? I mean, he's just to me seems like he's so much stronger. But it, yeah, but he could not just getting back up. He could also like to get caught even from the. Well, like a, a triangle or an arm bar or some kind of like how kind of how uh, how like Donald Cerrone finished him off. Yeah. So there's uh, any type of finish on the ground he can, he can get on him. I think if Mike Perry loses this weekend against Vincent Luque, then that'd be a good call for him because it is facing Mickey Gall at this point for Mike Perry is a step down anyways because he's already beat Paul that's Felder. True. No, he that's beat, true. Uh, the Mex or the Brazilian cowboy. So he's beat some guys that are up there. I think going for Mickey Gall is a step down from Mike Perry. But if he loses this fight this weekend, I think that might be an okay thing for Mike Perry to do. And then my girl, Laura Murphy, won. I'm so happy for her. This girl, I mean, she was a heroin addict yeah. in, her, in her 20s. What a story. Lost huh? custody of her, of her kid. Yeah. And then got custody of her kid back. Was, wanted to do jujitsu class with her kid who was two years old, three years old. Started training with him. And now she's she's looking like a, a world beater. That 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 knee to the head was amazing. It really was. I was very impressed. I'm so proud of her. I like girl. that one. She's a cool girl too. And we got into an argument like when I first started this MMA roasted. Somebody wrote an article about me that like just slammed me, and it got a lot of thing. And Lauren retweeted it, and like they were friends. And then uh, she apologized. She wrote me this like three page apology letter wow. about it and like was really really like I was like holy shit. Like this is like and we became really good friends instantly. So, yeah. Like, I've never had anybody like. Most people never admit they're wrong. And yeah. she wasn't even necessarily in the wrong, you know, but like mm-hmm. she was good. But I, see, what was, I almost lost my job at Fox Sports when that happened. And she was like, you know, people don't realize that when you. Oh, the Fox Sports one, yeah. People don't realize that. when you do these Twitter campaigns or you this or that, you, you could fuck with someone's job. Mm-hmm. You usually do. And it I, almost always results in someone losing their job. And that's, you know, the worst because how long it took you to get that job and how much shit you had to fucking thing and then like one person gets offended even like this Tucker Carlson I, like, I watch Tucker Carlson I don't agree with I love Tucker Carlson what Tucker says but he's entertaining as <laughs> hilarious. hell hilarious he is hilarious he's the most obnoxious guy <laughs> yep. he's it's strictly comedy but people don't like what Tucker has to say fine but every fucking week it's fire Tucker Carlson hashtag fire like, you gotta have dissenting voices you can't all be liberal. Right. Everyone can't be like if you don't like. Well, and not only that, I mean, that's still, it's still helping him. What? Well, it's achieving. Not his, if he gets fired. You think that's gonna get him fired? No, they relish that. It's just more. It's more about him. Mario it, it, Lopez it helps, almost got fired. It all. Last it all helps someone like that. You know what I mean? Like negative press is still very good press because it's know. still press. Like Mario. Now, Lo- I don't think that. You know, how some people say there's no such thing as bad publicity. I don't think that that's true at all. But Simpson. for some people, negative publicity is just as good to their employers as positive. I don't know, but, but like Mario Lopez apologized. They were trying to get him fired from Access Hollywood because. What did he do? Oh, this is ridiculous, Craig. You're going to love this. Abs? You're going to love is this. It, is, is having incredible abs a crime? He basically said something to the extent of, like, he doesn't he think it's healthy for transgender babies to, like, have to, to 
But they're like, it was like it was. He doesn't think it's okay for like a child that's like the age of three to like choose its own gender. Therefore, the parents like pumping the child with different hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. That's basically what he said. Which I mean, it's fairly reasonable. Well, I was gonna say I don't think that I disagree with that necessarily. No, yeah. I don't either. Because I mean, I just I mean to be honest, it just makes sense. Yeah, and a three year old. Yeah, and people were like, listen, I mean, because it's like, hey, let's let's just see if this sticks. You know what I mean? Let's give him nine more years. Well, he had to write the apology, and I'm sorry, but, I mean, now yeah. I learned this. I well, that. you know, that's the thing. They used to just get, you know, let, like, it was, you wanted to complain to a network, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, it took some effort. <laughs> you had to get out paper and pen a or a typewriter, and you had to write it, right? Mm-hmm. You, had to put, you had to proofread it. You had to put it in an envelope. You had to get a stamp. You had to mail that shit. Then it would take a week to two weeks to get where it was going. Then it had to go through the, the interior mail system of the network before somebody would open it and look at it and be like, oh, somebody, we got a letter about that show three weeks ago. At this point, the whole world's moved on from it anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, just anybody and everybody, all of a sudden what would have been one letter is 20,000 tweets. Yeah. You know, because all you have to do is retweet, yeah. click, click. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm against that. Click, click. And so now 20,000, when you think about 20,000 versus a viewing audience of... Three million. Uh, yeah, I'm sure every topic is going to offend twenty thousand. But they always think million. that that one tweet like represents. Right, they bloated it out of proportion. Like one tweet equals more than one I tweet. Don't know, but it's just, it's just crazy. Like it's the old mail system still. So tonight on uh, PFL uh, eight o'clock, Satoshi Ishii. Uh, you know who that is he's an Olympic gold medalist for Japan, okay. but he actually moved to Croatia. So that's playing with Crow Cop, and now he's a citizen of Croatia. So you have like this like six foot four Japanese guy. Wow. Who's uh, he's fighting Jared Rosholt, uh, who was five and two in the UFC, but got cut for being too boring, basically. Uh, so he's fighting in the PFL. Vinny Magalish is fighting. Vinny has to win, or else he's not in the playoffs. Wow. Hey, whatever happened to that fighter? That one guy. I think he's coming back to fight soon, isn't he? The one who would always do that roll attack. You know, the somersault attack. Oh, he won. Leg. He won his last. He fight. won. Okay. He beat Darren Elkins. That's what it Ryan was. Ryan Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. He's one of those guys. I like that guy. Me Nobody too. likes him because no, he's emotionless like and he's weird. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he has a very serial he has killer severe, vibe. Uh, Tourette's. Yeah. Tourette's. We, I like it's, but I like him. Man. Of course, you have to like that guy. Yeah. yeah. But it's also. I like, like his fighting style. It's just so, I don't know. There's something very. He, he has some good kicks too. Weird about it. I just like the way he, he just, uh, you know. Speaking he's of getting. Uh, fighter. Speaking of getting cut from the UFC, we should talk about Cyborg after this. Yeah, so yeah. Cyborg got cut and then went after Dana and demanded an apology for some of the things that he said in the past, which he said something like, she, she looks like Vanderlei with a wig on. And but, you know, but that, funny, was, that was years ago. That was a long time ago. Again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, but I don't totally disagree with it as a joke. Uh, I mean, it was a joke, right? And um, so then she she left. She left. He's like, we're out of the cyborg business. Well, I think her team like made a video of Dana saying that like she doesn't want to fight me. I forgot what the video was, but it was like they edited it to where it made Dana say something that he didn't really say. Yeah. So I think that had something to do with it, to her getting cut. I'm not sure. You know, know, it's so funny. You know, there's an old adage. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. And you just don't. And I've made this mistake many times. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't know what it is about us sometimes that we just want to rage against the machine, but it's like if, if that's the person paying you, you can't attack them and expect them to be like, okay, here's more money. Like, that's just not how giving no, people like money a, works. Like you give enough, people an, money who appreciate it. There was not, yeah, there are enough people who are not giving you money. Yeah. Don't, don't fucking people that are. Exactly. Go fuck with the people not giving you money. Exactly. There was a guy that in the UFC that weighed in. That he did that, that like fake handshake with Dana, like... And it went like that. You know how you do, like, you put your yeah, hand yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psych. And then, of yeah. course, he lost. And, like, oh, I wonder why he got cut. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you tried to make your boss look stupid. Meanwhile, what's your name? There was that, there's a cute girl that... Uh, and I feel like this applies to all jobs. Yeah. There was a cute girl who tried to grab Dana's balls at the weigh-ins one time. Nice. And she didn't get cut for, like, four or five fights. <laughs> So you heard him, guys. Uh, Grab Dana's bow. I, I did that one time when I did this gig in Missouri, right? It wasn't a great gig, but like, oh my god, it was right by like Mizzou. There was an all-female college right there. Mm -mm. There was like five colleges, and they would all go to this nightclub afterwards. Perfect. And the club was packed, and I used to get like blowjobs before the show, threesomes in the green room after the show, oh my God. back at the places with college kids. It was unbelievable. And I was in my 20s. Yeah. So after the show, I'd be like, listen, if you like my show, don't come up to me and buy a t-shirt. Just, just grab my balls. And all night long, chicks just grab my balls. It was like... <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. You know, one time I was... I don't, you know, I'm afraid to tell these stories. Tell the story. What happened? <laughs> What happened? Join the club over here. Uh, I'm already fucked from what I've said on this podcast. Oh, that's true. Join so the I'm doing the I'm doing the 420 Comedy Festival in Maui, right? And it's sponsored by um, this bikini company, and so they have like six bikini girls there modeling their bikinis, mm -hmm. and <laughs> and this is when I was doing Gonzo comedy. Like I was always just looking for something wild to do on stage. Yeah, and I don't do that so much anymore. But um, you never know. Sometimes it gets crazy. Uh, but this, so I was like, I, I was, you know, we were pounding shots and going crazy. And I'm like, I want to get all the. What did you do? I want to get all the, 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 the. Bikini the girls. Bikini girls back up here and do a, what was it, like six, I do a 12 titty face slap. <laughs> and so they all run up on stage, right? And, I, and they all line up and I go, here we go. <laughs> a 12 titty face slap. And I dragged my face across <laughs> all 12. Did they know you were going to do that? Totally. I told them I was going to do it. Yeah. And then I went. Bah, 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 and they were all cool with it? Totally. And That's then I was amazing. like, should we go back the other way? And they're like, yeah. And I went back. Bah, 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 bah. Although what happened was one of the girls, okay, her dad oh. was the owner of the bikini company. <laughs> oh, no. So he wasn't so happy. Yeah, with my twelve. Uh, I remember when Sam Tripoli ate a girl's ass on stage. Yeah, you remember that story? Yeah. Was, well, there was a guy in in New York that that was like his big closer was eating cottage <laughs> cheese out of a girl's ass. Oh, that was from the Howard Stern show. Those guys. Yeah, exactly. What were oh they? Some Levy. Uh, Bob Levy. Well, Bob Levy. Well, how? Uh, well, so I get Tripoli this gig at like in Seal Dana Point, like I yeah. don't know one of these bar gigs, and I go, "How'd it go?" He goes, dude, uh, I don't want to tell you about it. I'm like, what happened? He goes, I ate a girl's ass on stage. I'm like, ha, 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 how'd it really go? Well, that's really how it went. So he was on stage, and some girl was heckling him and just kept going to the bathroom to, to do coke or something. Obviously. And he goes, if you get up one more time, I'll, I'm going to eat your ass. And then everyone was yelling, eat her ass, eat her ass. So he lays down. The girl fucking drops her pants. Oh. And he just eats the girl's ass. Like, and I was like, I hope this is like your closer. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're not, there's nowhere to go from here. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then, like, then the girl's like a lesbian, I guess, and her girlfriend started like punching, like, charged them, and like, tried to get her off while he was eating her ass. Yeah. And some guys started hitting him, and then like it was anyway. So then like chaos ensues. The next week, this is the guy told me they had next day they had like a staff meeting. And they were like, and they had to bring up, uh, yeah, we can't let the comics eat people's asses from the city. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, you know, and that's the thing. I hate that we look at this like revisionist history, like like what's awful now was awful then. At the time, this shit was gonzo and wild and everybody was into it, mm -hmm. you know? And now people are like, oh, well, did you get written permission in triplicate? Yeah. You know, uh, did she docu-sign off on that? It's like, you know, I this is the past. I can't go back and change the past. No. You know? Not. And back then, this shit was hilarious. What do you want me to do now? It's still hilarious. It is. Yeah, yeah, it was like awesome. It. That crowd went nuts. Of course. You know? Yeah. We used to do, when we did the Madhouse show at, in the, at the Supper Club, it was like the biggest comedy show in New York. You know, like 3,000 screaming fans. And... We I did a lot of nasty shit on stage. What'd you do? Like, I had this girl, like, I lay down, and she, like, dipped her titties down into my mouth. Yeah. And uh, one time I got, you know, she just dropped her top and her titties around. I was just, like, holding a titty and jumping up and down. And, you know, just, you know, all kinds of crazy titty stuff. That's comedy. Yes, it was. It was comedy. It wasn't drama. No. <laughs> Not like it would be now. Now it'd be a fucking whole lot Dude, of fucking drama. When I started in New York, I used to go to this place called Surf Reality. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen. Yes. And Lower guy, East Side cuckooness. A guy used to do, like, did heroin on stage. That was, yeah. like, part of his act. It was, like, inject himself with a needle. And then and, just lay on the ground for 15 minutes? Yeah, but, like, yeah, but, like... <laughs> who was it? One girl, like, would just do her act in her underwear. Like, she would just take all her clothes off and do her act in her underwear every day. And it wasn't like that was the theme of the show or she was trying to, like, start... Like, she would just take her clothes off and perform. Man, God, do something to survive, dude. That was yeah. the thing. I mean, because it was it, that room was made for weirdness. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what they wanted. What are you going to do that's weird? Anything avant-garde avant is really yeah. the word. And so that's what it was about. I didn't perform there a lot. And every time I went there, I was like, I got to get back to the comic strip. Yeah, <laughs> but you always felt better about your own life. When totally. You I was like, yeah, because that shit, they were just being fucking crazy. So, Saturday night, uh, Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche. Is the main event? Is this a pay per view or is no? This, no, this is a fight night, right? UFC, uh, but it's still e on Plus. You still have ESPN to have Plus. Plus live from Uruguay. Uh, okay. I don't see Shevchenko losing. She just looks unbeatable. But she has lost to Liz Carmouche before. That was b the old Shevchenko. The one that just beat up Jessica, I look pretty damn yeah. unbeatable. Yeah. But Carmouche, girlrilla, they call her. Yeah. I mean, she's a tough girl, strong yep. girl. You know, military. I'm gonna say if she bullies her, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I got Shevchenko, you? Shevchenko, definitely. Yep, yep. And then uh, Mike Perry versus Vincente Luque. Uh, what, what's uh, Vincente Luque? What's his, his credentials? He's actually very, very good. I forgot his last couple of fights who he fought, but I think he's, I think he's fairly on a winning streak. I'm not sure. I couldn't. He's like one of those fighters you're familiar with, but you're not really familiar with. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. He Brown looks belt, like somebody else. <laughs> who does he look like? I don't know. I feel like that's not even his picture. <laughs> That looks like somebody else. <laughs> a different Dude, I, did I tell you about the, uh, Bellator? And they weren't even being funny. They put like, you know how they have like win-loss, like strength, you know, like on during the fight? They put, has 14 siblings. That was <laughs> on the screen. Hey, listen, that means he's a good wrestler. That was on the screen. Yeah. Has 14, like, is that really, like, 
you're like, like I guess he's got nothing else. I mean, has 14 siblings? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, like his parents fucked a lot. That's really what the like that was crazy. Probably uh, Catholic, Catholic or Mormon, they just keep running them out. Yeah. I mean, d- d- dude, my my par- I'm having a party on the Saturday for my baby and uh like Dean had Dean's like we we had like 12 kids on the RSVP, but half of them were Dean McDermott's. <laughs> he's, he's got six kids. Okay, he beat Dennis uh, Krantz. He beat Brian Barbarena. Uh, that was a crazy fight. Like they were just going at it. Oh, Luke? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, was a great, that was a great fight. So this should be a good fight because these guys are just going to trade punches. I hope so. But if you just trade punches with uh, Mike Perry, you're probably going to lose. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's when they run out of recognizable names. Uh, well, uh, Alir Latifi versus Volkan. That's uh, a good-ass fight. That's a good fight. I like, uh, I like uh, Latifi. Yeah, I like yeah, Latifi, too. too. I mean, Volkan... That guy's fucking... What a chin on that dude. Gilbert Burns, who's a buddy of mine. Uh, I don't know the guy's fighting. Alexei Kuchenko, but he's 20 and 0. Tisha Torres. We like Tisha Torres. Uh, yeah. She's sweet. She's fighting she Mariana. She's the tornado? Rodriguez. What is she? Yeah, tiny the tiny tornado. tornado. The tiny tornado. Beautiful girl. Yeah, she is. She's now uh, dating Raquel Pennington. Well, they've been dating for like five years. Yeah, but I remember when she was dating guys. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All I'm saying is somebody hack one of those phones. <laughs> really? <Let's> get... <laughs> so she's fighting Marina Rodriguez <laughs> from Brazil. She keep, they keep putting her against these undefeated girls, uh, who's also 10-0-1. But the fight after that, uh, next Saturday night, I'm going to be in uh, with opening for Russell Peters uh-huh. at the MGM in Maryland. That'll be fun. But it's in L.A., this other fight. Cormier versus Stipe. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think Steve Bay's going to win. I do, too. It's Steve Bay's coming back, baby. I think he's coming back. Yes. I, I think that Cormier surprised him. I think you're exactly right. I think he underestimated him. He didn't realize how hard this guy could hit. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a different Cormier this fight. And I think, I mean, he, just, I, I think he just think it felt his size advantage was going to be enough. Yeah. Like, he won't, won't be able to get me to the ground, you know? And, and he got him to the ground. Well, he knocked him to the ground. Yeah. I mean, so, he, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just like, I, I, I don't think he was, I think he just was going to be able to overpower him, and he couldn't do it. Well, now he's going to use his distance, I think, and just use his jab. And I think Cormier, obviously amazing, but he really shouldn't be a heavyweight. You know? I mean, he's not. Exactly. Like, I, like, I, I'm way taller than him. I'm, I'm like 180. And I'm way bigger than him. I think if you're consistently winning in no matter what weight class it is, I think you deserve to be in that weight class. But I do understand that in most fights he's going to go against in heavyweight, he has a major disadvantage, of yeah. course, for, because of his height. Just like Frankie Edgar has a major disadvantage in 145. He's dropping to 135. Yeah, which I think is fairly okay thing for him. But yeah. Is that weight cut going to be tough? What do you think? I don't for know. Edgar? I don't think so. No. I just worry that like he's just older. He's in like the... Yeah, it's awfully late in the game to start... Fucking with your weight, cutting that much weight, yeah. And but know. at the same time, he didn't look bad against Holloway. He just didn't look great, you know. And maybe he'll look better at one. Holloway th- just looked like a better version of him. But I mean, <laughs> but he's probably one fight away from getting a title fight at 135. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just had a title fight at 145. So why would he not fight Cejudo? That's I mean, probably one of the only fights I'd want to see Cejudo. I was right? gonna say I would love to see that fight. Yeah. I think, I think, right. As long as he doesn't get clipped. I just worry that he drains himself to get the 35, and yeah. then the water is out of him, mm-hmm. and then he gets rocked, and it's like, ugh. 
I mean, when has that ever really worked for a guy that late in the career to drop a weight class? It really hasn't. You normally go up a weight class. I can't think of anyone who went down later. You just decided to go up to your walking around weights. Yeah. You're like, all these weight cuts, fuck this shit. This is for young dudes. But, I mean, Frankie knows what he's doing. Yeah, and listen, if anybody could do it, it's Frankie. I don't doubt, if he says he's going to do it, I don't doubt him one second ever. Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis. That's fun. Also on that card. That's a good card. Ooh, this one's tough. Nate's taking a long time off. And that one's here in town? It's in L.A. I may have to try and go and see a- In Anaheim. The I'll farm? Uh, Anaheim, oh, wait, yeah. No. no, in Anaheim at, uh, I don't know, the Anaheim Spectrum or whatever it is. I don't know what uh, stadium's on there. I think it's the same it's place. It's the Honda Center, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Honda. Is, that, is that where we saw Bellator? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, Anthony Pettis. On your Pettis. phone when we saw Bellator on your phone? Yeah. Right out there. No, it was the other one where I took you to the one in Vegas where you saw Khabib. Yeah, well, that was or pretty when good I, one. Or when I took you to Invicta. Yeah. Or when I took you the other, the other time. <laughs> no one keeps score better. Okay, so. Uh, Adam. Think, Adam. Yes. I think Pettis yeah. is going to win this fight. I think he's going <laughs> to just tag Nate up with leg kicks a lot, and that's going to have a, play a major role in this fight. Um, but if it goes to the ground, it's hard to say who's a better grappler because they're both great at jujitsu. Well, I think Diaz is a better grappler. Really? So then I would say it's very, very tough. But if, if um, Anthony Pettis is an underdog, I would say put some money on Anthony Pettis if he's an underdog. Pettis looked great against Wonder Boy. Or did he? Or did he just catch him with a punch? The Superman punch off the cage. So it's hard to say. because It's pretty exciting. It was awesome, but he was kind of losing that fighter. He wasn't like he just dominated Wonderboy. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, he right. caught him. He yeah. caught him good. Yeah. And how much time has Nate Diaz taken off? A lot of time. I think he got married, right? Is he Nate? married? Or Nick, or Nick got married. One I'm of them not got, sure. One of them got married, but Nick's at the club every night, according to his Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Paulo Costa versus Yo Romero. Dude. That's Wait a minute. What, who would you go with in the, in the Diaz fight? I'm going with Nate. I am too. I mean, just because I can't not. Oh, I have Pettis in that fight. I mean, I want you, Nate to win, but I think Pettis. You is think Pettis win. beats him? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how. I think it goes to a decision. He wins yeah. a decision. I think it goes to a decision too, but I think Nate beats him up pretty good. It's exciting. I, that's why it's a great fight. Totally. It's good. That's a good fight. Yeah. That's a good card. That's what I'm like. Man, this I is like go to this one. This is the first card in a very long time that's actually sort of worth paying sixty bucks for. Yeah. Well, really? I mean, Paula Costa versus Yo Romero. That's fucking intense, dude. Costa's undefeated. Looks like a maniac. The guy looks like they both these guys look like they were born in labs. Like these are guys that like when you watch those science fiction thing, we've we've got the perfect specimen and he yeah. comes out. Yeah. That's Yo Romero. It's just Yo Romero's got to be like eighty five years old right now. So that's on the seventeenth then. Yes, sixteenth, I believe. Sixteenth. 16th or 17th? 17th. You're right. 17th. 17th. Ooh. What? Where are oh, you? I'm in town. Huh? Yeah. If I was in town, I would take you. Um, I think uh, Yoel you know probably what? wins. Just because you can't go. <laughs> what was that? I think Yoel probably wins that fight. I heard tickets are way so expensive right now for that. Yeah. They, well, I can see why. That's a, that's a great fucking car. I think Yoel wins that. So also, on that Is fight. Is this pay-per-view? Yes. So of course. Sadiq Youssef, he's the guy that has like 15 brothers and sisters or even more. He's a polyamorous. Sadiq? Yeah, he's Is he from, from Nigeria too. Yes, he's from that, oh, yeah, and he's a great guy, and he's awesome. He's fighting Gabriel Benitez, Derek Brunson versus Ian Heinish. This guy, Ian Heinish, was a guy. Let me tell about this guy's backstory. He was a state champ of Colorado. He was dealing ecstasy. He got busted for dealing like pounds and pounds of ecstasy. He gets he goes to Europe to like flee. Then never he, a good idea. He ends up in Europe, uh, partying all the time, being homeless, living on the beach. Links up with this couple from this couple takes him in from Colombia. This family, oh, nice family. Then they're like even bigger drug lords. They have him smuggling cocaine in balloons up his ass. 
So dangerous. From Colombia and back, right? Europe to Colombia. Then I'll he gets never bust- do that again. Then he gets busted. <laughs> he gets busted, ends up going to uh, uh, Canary Prison, where he's uh, captain of the Canary Prison wrestling team. I know they have wrestling teams in fucking jail. You gotta, gotta do something to kill the day. He says jails are way much more better in Europe because they actually try to reform you. But yeah. they didn't like an American being captain of the wrestling team, so they moved him out of that jail to a different jail where he became, he did, uh, became a kickboxer. So learn MMA in jail. Then they let him out. They go, you're never allowed back in Europe. Gets, goes back to the U.S., gets arrested on site at Rikers Island, goes to, into Rikers Island, is about to get shanked by this gang. And his mom puts up her, their house, bails him out. Now he's a 13-1 in the UFC, fighting Derek Brunson. This guy. What a life, man. Yeah. What a st- make a movie about that. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Good for him. And he's just coming off a win over uh, Antonio Carlos Jr., who yeah. I thought would Shoe be face. unstoppable. Shoeface. Yeah. 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 So when he beat him, I'm like, dude, Ian Heinish is the real deal, Shoeface has a, vict- has a submission over Gary Tonin. A flying triangle, dude. Yes. That's very impressive. That is impressive. That, that sounds hard to do. Yeah. That sounds like the only way you could win a carnival game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, win with a flying triangle. <laughs> then the undercard, we got Corey Sanhagen. That's the guy that, like... Oh, dude. You have he could like, be champion, dude. You have, to hit that, you have to shoot that guy in the face to stop him. Yeah. This guy just ne- does, never stops. Ever stops. Fighting Rafael Asensio. Mm. I think Sanhagen wins. I think he's going to be champion. You think so? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Just watch Hot it. Takes. He's so Hot entertaining. Take from the wind Terrible back tattoo, but you know what? He's he's gonna be up there, dude. And he's then at I, 135, I think. I gotta watch this now. And then gotta... Christos Giagos trains with Alan uh, Juban. He's fighting Trakar Close, really good fighter out of the lab. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, Brandon Davis, another good fighter. He's fighting uh, Kwang Ho Kang. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, not not one whole cock. That guy not, got. Oh no, this is a different one. That guy this got cut. Cousin. Yeah, yeah. And then Shayna Dobson, who's fighting Sabrina Mazo, who's undefeated six and zero. The whole card's good. That's yeah, a really good card. That's a very and I haven't said that in a long time. Yeah, that is a good card, man. Yeah. That is that's actually worth paying per viewing. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you thinking about going? I am thinking about going. Yeah. Uh, and then also the next night is on Ryzen Haraguchi who, according to Dean Thomas, is the best fighter in ATT. Really? Kiyoshi Hori. And I believe him. He beat Darian Caldwell twice. He's fighting yeah. Kiai Asukara. I don't know much about that guy. But I think... Um, and then also on that card is the Monkey God, Jared Brooks. We've had oh, him yeah. on the podcast yeah. a couple times. Um, and then Julie, Justin Scoggins, another great fighter. And Victor Henry, who's 6-0. So that's a, a good rising card. Really good rising card. And then Bellator, Mitrion versus Karakonov, too. This oh, my God. the first God. one where he got uh, Mitrion kicked him in the balls, like, four seconds of the fight, and then that was the end of the fight. <laughs> oh, did you see the fight on uh, <laughs> this past weekend where, uh, what was it, Dark, Darko Stosic? Yeah, like kicked three. Dude, kicked him in the balls three times. Three times, yeah, two yeah. Two points taken away from him, dude. Yeah. That's intense. And then Tim Johnson's on that card, who uh, was a bouncer at a strip club, Uber driver, while in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not I an easy life. What? Listen, sounds like a good, you know, you got you to gotta pay the rent. Bills yep. come every month, man. That's the problem with my wife. Like, so we're spending, she wanted $4,000 for this party. And I'm like, no, we're not having the party for $4,000. Like, we got down to like still over a grand for a kid's first birthday party and her birthday party combined. And I'm paying for it and yada, yada, yada. But I go, the problem is that she watches The Hills, The Kardashians, yeah. The Real Housewives, and thinks this is like normal. She needs to watch like, 
Lyft drivers or like uh, <laughs> Postmate delivery people <laughs> or the real meth heads of Lancaster. Like that's what she should be watching. Exactly. And, like not fucking the other, you know, ridiculous, man. And, uh, <laughs> and then in, uh, in China, in Shenzhen, China, Jessica Andrade is farting Walil Zhang. Andrade looks like, see what she did to Rose, Rose uh, Namayunas? Where she just took, took oh, her. Oh, yeah. Oh, when is this card? That's uh, August 31st. Uh, is that a pay-per-view? It's, uh, no. It's okay. on ESPN+. Plus. Um, Anthony Hernandez is fighting again. Uh, yeah, and Andre suck at math. Uh, he's oh on my it. God. He got mad that I said that. He said I was racist because he's an Asian guy. His name is Sukumta. And I said, you. That's like reverse race. And that's like sort of. I mean, normally Asian people are good at math. Totally. Yeah, yeah, right. And then September 7th, Khabib versus Dustin Poirier. Finally. In oh Abu Dhabi. Wait, this is next month? Yeah. Are you kidding me, dude? In Abu Dhabi. I wonder uh, who they're, they're going to be rooting for over there. Jeez, I wonder. This is going to wow. be tough. Uh, I don't know, man. I. I mean, I don't see how Khabib loses this fight. I mean, I can if he gets caught, but it just seems that he's on a different level. I Absolutely, want, I want man. Poirier to win. Yeah, 100%. I'll be rooting for Poirier. Yeah, me too. I think he can win. It's just Khabib just looks so good. Yeah. The guy's a monster. He seems indestructible. Yeah. But then again, anytime someone seems indestructible, yes. they make a mistake. And then Barboza. Unless you're John Jones. And then Barboza versus. And then you just make a mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah, I, I, not yeah. in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> but. Exactly. But again, he goes and makes a mistake. <laughs> and then Paul Felder's fighting Essen Barboza on that card. That's a good fight. I think they already fought, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the first time. I think it was Barboza. And then uh, Merbeck, Somina versus Diego Ferreira. Uh, Islam Makayev. I'm seeing a pattern with some of these Islam fighters. Islam Makachev yeah. <laughs> on this card. You want to sell some tickets, don't you? Yeah. He came with Shamil Akubarov. Is taking I on mean, they, Curtis they, Blades. They, oh, Curtis Blades! Yeah. And then uh, Curtis Blades, motherfucker! Andrea Lee versus Joanne Calderwood. That's a good card, too. That's dude. also a good card. Yeah. That's also a pay per view. UFC 242. That explains it. Well, yeah, if you're going to have Khabib, obviously that's going to be a pay per view, so. I think Tony has to fight the winner of that. And the same night, Ryan Bader is fighting Czech Congo in Bellator. Was, okay, was Ferguson ever supposed to fight Khabib? Yeah. Like multiple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, right, that's what I thought. But then he, he had sunglasses on. He like, tripped over a wire. It was right. like, it was like Shit a three, kept going wrong. It was like the three right. stooges kept happening. It's like, it was like that scene from O.J. Simpson and Naked Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember? On the, when he's on the boat? He's on the boat. <laughs> it's just one thing after another. <laughs> <laughs> so Czech Congo versus That would be a great I want to see that fight too that's, that's the fight Of course Tony Khabib Yeah Yeah everybody wants to It was so heartbreaking When he pulled out like, I don't know I think, I think Poirier fight. has a better shot Against Khabib Than Ferguson does Because he makes less mistakes Khabib makes so many mistakes In his fights I mean Ferguson does Which is why he's so exciting mm -hmm. But Poirier makes Is way more of a Technically sound Than Ferguson mm -hmm. Ferguson I mean Ferguson's more fun to watch Because he's doing like Flying cartwheels and shit and crazy stuff, but you just wonder when that's gonna catch up to him. Mm -hmm. It's like he, he takes just, a lot of damage. He's always like on the brink of losing and then wins. Yeah. yeah. And it's Khabib. Ugh. Uh, Bader versus Czech Congo. I remember the first time I met Congo, I go, hey, how's it going? He goes, I'm gay. I'm like, okay, that's cool. He goes, just kidding. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all right, that was like. Boom. <laughs> Self roasted. <laughs> Was, and then Daniel's okay. I'm kidding. I don't call again. I just love cock. 
<laughs> so yeah, the, the Bellator is the same night, and then Daniel Strauss is fighting Derek Campos. It's a good fight. card too. I like, I like Strauss. It's like I have an itch on my throat that I just can't scratch enough. Yeah, that was, that was strange. Very strange. And then Cowboy versus Gaethje, September fourteenth. God damn, September is popping off, dude. That's a good fight. Who wins that fight? Probably Cowboy. You think versus yeah. Gaethje? Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know either. And then Uriah Hall's fighting shoe face in that card. Oh, no. Okay, well, listen. Wait a minute. Which cowboy is this? <laughs> cowboy Cerrone. Cerrone. Okay, so Cerrone, is this someone like above? Would you consider Gaethje a step up or a step down? I'd say on par. On par? Then he'll win. Uh, why? Cerrone will win because he only loses matches that might <laughs> actually advance his career. Uh, beating Gaethje would advance his career. No, you said he's on par, so it'd be like a win. But anytime it's a step up... Against another, then that those are the fights he loses. And then October fifth, we got Whitaker versus Israel. Uh, Adesanya, Adesanya. yeah. Adesanya, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think Whitaker. Israel. I think Whitaker. I mean, Gastelum beat Israel in the striking almost, almost. Mm. I like I like Israel. In this one? Yeah. I think he's going to win. That's because you're pro-Jewish. I like that. It's tough because Robert only Israel. fights like once every two <laughs> I years. I know, but why would I be pro-Jewish? <laughs> I don't know. You seem, you seem like you like Jews. Uh, I do, actually. I, now that I think about it, I'm incredibly pro-Jewish. And then Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. All my friends are Jewish. Raquel Pennington versus Holly Holm on that. Good, uh, Holly. Get back in there. Really? Yes. It's my girl. I, I like her, too. She had a tough run, dude. Yeah. How like? do you think she'll do against Pennington? I mean, I think she's definitely got a puncher's chance in that one. I think she probably beats Pennington. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, since she won the belt and then lost, ever since then, it's been like she won like one fight against Bech Cahara, right? Yeah, she has not. And been then like everything it. else has been losses, I think. Yeah, but it's all been against like the top. It's all been, it's all been, it's all been title fights. Yeah, like it, it's always somebody that's, uh, you know, absolutely amazing. I've never seen Because they made her fight so Cyborg. Then no. they made her fight New. Like, come on. Yeah. Then they made her fight the girl that beat Cyborg. It's like every time Holly Holm fights, it's a title fight. It's like I've never yeah. seen some fighter have as much. Well, because she's a great fighter, mm -hmm. you know, worthy of fighting those fights, mm -hmm. but rarely the person that's going to win them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, the Ronda Rousey fight was like she's cemented in history. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wasn't supposed to win that fight. I think that was more about Rousey's distractions than anything else. Mm, I think it was a combination, but I we'll never know. Yeah, but she not. won, and she caught her with that beautiful... That's why I was like, God, I love this girl. Yep. Yeah. That leg kick sent her flying. We, by the way, uh, shout out to the Lingerie Fighting League. They came to my, my, my show in LA, in Vegas. Uh, they want us to do stuff with them. Oh, cool, yeah. The, the Lingerie Fighting. Please, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we can't openly masturbate, right? <laughs> I mean, you, ever, have to, you know what would be great if box seats just meant they brought you a box to put over yourself while you're jerking <laughs> off under it? Have you ever, have you ever openly just masturbated the, in your life? No. Right. Wait, what am I, a pervert? Get the fuck out of here. You've never, no. No. Yeah. That's fucking gross. Have you ever masturbated on via Skype with someone watching? Oh, yeah. No, because I'm too aware that that's just that you put something online and it's just automatically out there. I, I have also. No, I have. I, I mean, haven't. No, I've I mean, not to like random age. people, but the girls I I think know. phone sex is probably as close as I got to that. I'm like, all right, if you want to record the sound of me <laughs> saying nasty oh. shit. I think, that, yeah, like, I, think uh, that, I think that's worse. Put your fingers in, in my asshole. <laughs> I think that's more disgusting. Exactly. That's put your terrible. fingers in my asshole? Whatever. Is that what Listen, you tell girls? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's play back some of the things you said earlier in this show. Uh, yeah. So what do you have coming up? <laughs> you know, uh, at the El Paso thing's coming up in September, but before that... 
yeah, I, I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I actually graduated from high school in El Paso, and obviously they were recently struck by domestic terrorism. And, um, uh, you know, I graduated high school there. I've performed there. That was one of the first road clubs to really make me one of their headliners was the El Paso comic strip. I used to go to the El Paso comic strip when I was in yeah. high school. You know, my senior, we would, it was the cool thing to do on Wednesday nights. They had like this, you, could, you only had to be 18 or 17 to get in, I guess, because so we could get in, we couldn't drink, but we got to go to the show. And it was, it, was such, it was such a big part of that community. And then I got to be part of the club and I've been going back there, you know, one to two times a year for at least 15 years. So I finally, uh, you know, I was already booked to go in September, and I just, I can't wait to go back there. I, I'm, de I'm donating my entire paycheck from that weekend uh, to the Victims Fund, wow. the El Paso Community Foundation Victims Fund. That's awesome. And so, your comedy set, or...? or? Uh, I would. <laughs> Do you want to make a train Matt Hughes joke next? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Go I on. would like a mob to form now. Okay. And on. you know what? No, I know what. I wish you play everything that he said earlier <laughs> go, now. Go Before on. I was go like, on, I saved on. you, go and on. now you got to take this. At, at, go on, go on, at go El Paso on. shooting victims, you soulless uh, motherfucker. No, I'm just going. You on. horrible person. Although to be honest, Kabir Singh made the same joke online. Um, oh really? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so it, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, so I'm looking forward to going back and doing those shows and being part of the healing process. Much like after 9 yeah. 11, when we were comics in New York, you know? Um, well, at least one of us was. Uh, <laughs> I was. No, you were there. Uh, <laughs> Go on. I, I was actually funny at that time. Okay. So. Uh, no, but you know what I mean? Like, you felt like you wanted to be part of the healing process. Of course, yeah. You yeah. know, and it was a very noble and inspiring time to do comedy in New York and difficult time to do it in New York. You know, people were like, you know, they were hardened. They were on the defensive. It was a very tough thing to do, but we mm -hmm. did it. Yeah. You know, and I feel the same way now. I want to be part of that healing process, so I'm looking forward to doing that. And then, uh, obviously, you know, hopefully... It'll uh, it'll it'll be an amazing time, and then uh, also in Irving, Texas, Dallas, Texas, I'll be doing two shows. I'll be Irving Laughs by the Lake, and uh, on August twenty third, and then uh, August twenty fourth, I'll be doing a, a show for a friend of mine. He's got a restaurant. He's been wanting me to come to a show there forever. I'm like, all right, I'm already in town. Let me do this for you. It sounds so I'll great. Be doing that, it's called Dee Dee's Downtown in Frisco. So that'll be on Saturday night. Both of those shows are free, by the way. So come on out. And Joe, what do you got? Uh, my new podcast called Creepy Town is now available on SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen. It's just like the Paranormal Hour, but it's on its own feed. And also, I want everybody to go follow the Creepy Town podcast Instagram account. I post like creepy historical photos on there. Uh, it's uh, at Creepy Town Podcast. Go give me a follow, and I appreciate it. It'll be on iTunes and Stitch and everything within a few days. It just that process takes a while, and that's it, dude. Love it. Uh, make sure you check out Daddy Issues. Uh, we have a, we did a new one. We had Denise Richards on last week. Nice. Uh, she was awesome. God, uh, I've been in love with her for so long. She's got the most beautiful eyes. You she's yes, they sparkle. She's unreal. Um, and so check out Daddy Issues with me, Dean McDermott, and Nikki Paris. Um, and then I am going to be opening for Russell. P I'm at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood Friday night at midnight. The Ha Ha before that at 8.30 and also at 10.30. And then, um, where am I? Dime Bar every Tuesday. Opening for Russell Peters on August uh, 16th in Biloxi, uh, Mississippi. And then at the MJ, MGM Harbor in uh, Maryland. Looney Bin in Little Rock, August 21st to 24th. Tommy T's in Rancho Cordova, August 30th and 31st. And then the comic strip in Edmonton, September 4th to the 8th. And the House of Comedy, September 18th to the 22nd in Phoenix. So thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. And uh, take care. 
түүний сонс төгхөгч юм дөрбулаа. Та дэш дуудан дөрбулаа мөрөлдөө. 